this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another fun-filled episode of Black Opinions Matter, motherfucker. My name is Amino Hassan. I'm coming to you live from Miami, Florida, and it's cold as fucking windy out here, and I am pissed the fuck off because Phoenix is 81 degrees right now, and I'm here freezing my ass off in Miami. Thanks a lot, South Florida. Joined, as always, by Black Trey. Big Derv, Rob Lopez on production, and special guest. You might know her from Wednesday service on Wednesdays, Naima Cochran, who is, of course, music industry vet. She's worked at Bad Boys. She, she's worked all over the industry. She knows all the big players, major players. She always makes us smarter when she's here. And today was a great day to have Naima on. Because not only are we going to talk about coming to America, spoiler alert, I fucking hated it. But also, we review on today, March 9th, the anniversary of Biggie's death, the Netflix documentary, Biggie, I got a story to tell. And obviously, Naima, having worked for Bad Boy, she's got insights. She's going to give us things that we wouldn't get anywhere else, and definitely not from the documentary. We're going to learn what we learned from the documentary. Also, we're, if you're not, we're going to talk about the Snowfall Episode 3 we're going to recap it. We're also going to talk about New Jack City, 30th year anniversary, and other great black movies in history. But that's going to be on the overflow. If you are a Patreon subscriber, you're in great luck. You're going to get all of that great content. And trust me, Trey does a bit about how he protects kids that would have been bullied on in school, and we fucking lost it. But if you're not a Patreon, shame on you. You can fix that right now, patreon.com slash count the dings trust me you want to be there you want to be able to listen to all this exclusive content 
whether it's bomb overflows like the one we're going to have after this episode, whether it's all the Cinephobe special edition episodes we have, like Valentine's Day, like Christmas Day, like, uh, oh, the Cinefeud, which is the latest one that we dropped over there. There's just a ton of great content on the overflow. So definitely sign up. Patreon.com slash counted things. Become a Patreon. Get some of this hot, hot, oh, hot steaming, but that makes it sound like it's shit. It's actually great. So not that. Also, if you are not on stereo, get on stereo. Download the stereo app, stereo.com or from the app store or stereo.com slash Darth Amin. Follow me, follow everybody because we have live shows every week. Uh, we do uh, bomb, we do cinepho, we do mailbag, everything. You want to be there. There's a lot of fun. You get to be interactive with us over there. So those are your two missions. Patreon.com slash Captain Dings. Stereo. Download the app. Follow me, Darth Amin. Follow everybody else. But without further ado, let's get started with this show. Trey. Yeah, what's up, Amin? What are you doing Tuesday night, bro? I'm watching Solar Nation. What are you talking about? Oh, that's right, man. It comes out Tuesday night. What's that? 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 Central on ABC? 10 p. for me. Now, you were the one that actually put me onto this. Uh, it's This is a show about black people, by black people, for all people, about the black experience in America. This thing is fearless. It's truthful. It's funny. It's unapologetic. It's uplifting. And there will be the most incredible music involved and big stars trey how many episodes of soul the nation you think they're gonna be one maybe one and a half nah it's gonna be six we're gonna stretch this thing six. out you're gonna stretch it out six. i mean we had black history month this is going to stretch all the way into april this is great it's powerful it's just impossible to turn away from once you start watching and it's coming to abc tuesday nights Soul of a Nation. It's taking viewers inside the lived experience of Black America. Be there as history is made. Tuesdays, 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 Central on ABC, or check your local listings. Soul of a Nation on ABC America. Get ready for this. lockout and the first time I'm 25 at this time and you know I'm at Magic City and uh I was on my strip club tour just making my rounds because I had never been in Atlanta before so we there and I look so but the Kush is the cologne so I'm like oh like yo he really be and it just changed my whole perspective because I just was like there's no way these niggas do it you know what I'm saying it just really didn't sit in my mind that guys were just getting after it like that. You know what I'm saying? Like I had peeped other people, you know what I mean? Like obviously Stack came out later on down the line and said that he was, you know, but I'm just saying they didn't do it in front of us because it was a trust factor type thing. You know what I mean? But when I seen it, I was like, oh, I could do it. Cause it, you know what I mean? I yeah. always looked at weed as a stronger drug than what it was. You feel me? Yeah. Like, oh, I mean, I, it's it's the gateway drug, bro. It's gonna, it's gonna, you're gonna I, I lead to cracking cocaine. I went to high school with kids that would like, rather smoke than eat 
I went to right. school with kids that just didn't want to go to class at 9 a.m. and smoke. <laughs> and I'm just like, bro, that's crackhead shit. I would say yeah. that. Like, yo, that's that's real. Like that that ain't that ain't it, what we that ain't. Yeah, what in we college, do. I knew people like that too, that just like but, smoking was it was entirely too much of a priority. But in retrospect, but, those those people weren't gonna go to class anyway. Anyway, they would have done something else. You're right. That's it wasn't fair, weed, but, they would have done something else. But, that's but, absolutely. But you know, I mean, how I was looking at it, these are cats that I went to school with fourth grade with. So it, it just, right. you know, it was kind of like dirty to me because like Compton ain't big. So you're going to go to school with somebody, uncle, auntie, you're going right. to see somebody. And Ooh, I just looked at it like, damn, his lips black as shit. <laughs> damn. You know what I mean? Like he smelled right. like weed, bro. Get away from me, bro. Like, you know what I mean? And it wasn't like he was better than somebody, but it was like, I know what the consequences of it. If yeah. I get caught, like I'm already taking a chance walking through all these hoods trying to go to school. Yeah. Now I got to deal with the crooked cops. Yeah. And if I smell like we, they not going to believe a story to say, oh, I was right. just chilling in the car was, with somebody. Right. It's like, yo, you got a pound in your backpack. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, yo, I'm a straight A student. I hoop. You know what I'm saying? I only got two classes my senior year. So I'm getting out of school at 10 a.m., bro. Like, I ain't got nothing else to do. I'm hanging out at the school. Just chill. How does that happen? Like, legally, uh, you ain't, uh, legally, uh, you ain't uh, got to be there to a certain no. time. Like, I, I just Durb, thought that's I had to say. I had the same thing senior year. It wasn't my whole year. It was like my last semester. So I had English and government. And I was only supposed to have English. And the best of, one of the best pieces of advice my mom gave me was still take a full course load so that you don't go into shock when you get to college and you're taking all classes. I signed up. Yo, y'all was some classes. smart. Y'all was some <laughs> smart ass. I had PE like three times a week, three, three times a day. Like, oh, yeah. oh PE again. <laughs> so my grandma, my grandma was a, uh, I think I told her she was Aaron Spelling's uh, housekeeper. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 So, um, 90210? Yeah. So they that would was always a mansion, give me, man. They would give me, they would give me Christmas gifts every year. That was like a mansion, um, mansion, like a real mansion. Yeah, yeah. So I would have, I was a latchkey kid. Shout out to latchkey kids. Me. I had been walking home since like I was six. Yeah. You feel me? Like, back I ain't then. had a babysitter since. And my grandma would be like, lock the door. Nobody can come. I'll be home at five. That mm. was it. So, I've been having that schedule all my life. Right. And I could probably pull a chick back to the crib if I was on that. But like, I'd be so bored because everybody had class. So That's at real. Compton High, you know, I mean, my best friend at night school, I'm chilling. I'd hop in. I joined sport, certain sports just to stay at school. Right. You know what I'm saying? I remember playing bar football. Bar football ended. I joined the basketball team. Basketball team ended. Track or baseball. My two right. years. So my senior year, I'm... I go to, uh, I had office too, cause they did the block scheduling. So I had like, I would go to the office, run errands, like make copies for the counselors or whatever. Oh yeah. Ask them if they want McDonald's or something. I come back, <laughs> you know what I mean? And then I have English AP and I have government. And then my homies who weren't as bright or didn't care, I would give them the answers to the tests <laughs> later on in like period seven. Cause I'm like, yo, I want you to be eligible. You know, right. you always got that one nigga that's like, yo, he nice. But he ain't never got no grades. I was a nigga that helped. Is that, is I, that a the kid on, on power? What's up? Probably Tariq. Yeah, so, so not Tariq. Tariq uh, uh, roommate, Zeke. The, the, Zeke. The, the Zeke. Zeke. The dumbest. Zeke. The yeah, dumbest yeah. motherfucker so, ever. I helped. They said, uh, hey, they said that nigga dumb for real in real life. <laughs> I, I, literally, I literally helped twelve people graduate. Wow. We were Yo, holding. You, um, we you were the real stuff. MVP, bro. Real talk. No, I mean all all the time. No, listen. And I know like, I'm, I'm being dead serious, bro, because I'm one of them individuals. I had a two-desk radius. 
I could see two front, two to the side, <laughs> two behind. Well, I mean, you just got to look at it. If y'all were my friends, I just feel bad. I know how the shit that they was doing at school and how bad it was, import, how important it was to their parents for them to graduate. Mm-hmm. And seeing, and we had a government teacher, this nigga had, he was so happy to tell niggas they had to graduate in the summer. You got summer school. Like, he loved that shit. Like, that's awful. Yeah. So, me, I'm like, bro, I know I'm about to breeze through. That nigga going to work. I don't Why know. Why does that nigga want to work in this? Like, I have no idea. And it was Compton. Like, I know, like, either you don't graduate or you're going to die. Right. I had lost so many people from going to that school in the two years that I went there. Kids was getting killed left and right. And it sucked. So, during that time, my grandma was just like, fuck it. Y'all can come over and I would have study sessions. She would cook dinner make pork chops, fucking box mac, and cabbage. And we all there, and I'm like, look, this was on this test, this was on here, this was on here, this was on there, this, this, this. We all passed. That is dope, Trey. I mean, you know, but I knew niggas didn't want to go to college either. At least I was going to give them that, because I was out of there as soon as I graduated. Like, it was like, all right, yo. Because I ain't going to make it if I stay. Right. And I went to Texas Southern. So, I went to Houston. Can can I ask you a... um... Oh, so you just gave answers on the test? Like, y'all, did you have any methods? No, I had, I had sheets and stuff, but I was teaching them Shout the real habits because my twin uncles, uh, y'all met Ron at the live show. Ron, one of my uncles, was in the NASA program in high school. So he was already, he was like my blueprint to like, yo, go to college, get good grades. You know what I mean? He the one who didn't make it look corny because he taught me everything I know. So like... I just followed that path. Like I got to go to college because Ron make this shit look cool. He got a nice girlfriend. He coming back with shit like clothes and shit. And I'm thinking like, and you know, the movies, the movies in the nineties kind of portrayed that life of like, is this what college going to be like? Right. I don't want to get shot watching higher learning, but right, I don't also right. want to look, I don't want to look at, I remember don't be the menace came out. Right. I was like, okay, this is funny. Right. But like, it was really people not making it coming back home from school. So mm-hmm. I would just stay at school. I would never come home. So I'm in right. Houston, like in the summer, burning the fuck up, homesick, <laughs> no car, can't drink because I'm too young. Niggas country as hell. Trying to tell me that California ain't shit and we soft. I'm fighting every day. Like it just was bad. Like, you know what I mean? So I, I transferred the next year. Like I was out of there. I couldn't do it. But I was glad I got the HPC. Jerry, before you even say anything, I got the black college experience. I'm not going to go HBCU because I know praise. It's not historical? Because they know, you know, this is the thing. The, the, and that's the thing I don't like about the whole HBCU push sometimes. It's because it's elitism sometimes. It's like, I went here instead of saying. Hey, hey, it's, not just, it's not just elitism. It's pride. It's, pr- it's, it's school pride, paid, but it's they but it, paid but, premium to for we are, we are okay, the black Harvard. schools are expensive as shit. Expensive and I, and I understand because I, I originally yeah. was gonna go to Wiley and play ball, the share textbooks, and like, yo, bro, we're not doing this up. today, brother. We're not doing this today. <laughs> that's just not that's just not happening, bro. That's I not hope, happening. I hope that I hope that all star money goes to a good place and not to like. Oh wow. <laughs> All, saying, all I'm gonna say is, Jarv, I didn't I'm have- not, not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, because I, I went to University of South Carolina, which is a big ass school, but I'm a product of an entire HBCU family. My boyfriend is the only reason my ass didn't go to Spelman or Howard. I regret that shit every day, but whatever. We don't, don't regret not going to Howard. It's cool. You, I don't, cool but my whole only because, only because. <laughs> My mom, my dad, my stepdad, my little sister, and my mom's current boat all went to Howard. So I broke like the family 
Wow, that's I a lot of family legacy. That's oh yeah, it was all you. Shout out yeah. to you. It was all yeah. her. Like, what are you doing? No, well, my mom didn't care. My father really wanted me to go. My stepfather didn't because black college, black college operations be janky sometimes. Bursaw's office and stuff, and they lost my paperwork. And he was like, "See, no. <laughs> where's that four million dollars going, Jerv? That's all." I, I mean, know. listen, where's you might have to wait in, wait in a long hey, line uh, for your uh, <laughs> for your refund check. You know what I'm saying? Or you might have to wait in a long line because you forgot to register on time. You know what I mean? Like, hey. it's cool. So now you mean that was kind of like peoples. that was kind of like me uh, not becoming a Kappa. They was mm. just so disgusted in me the being in the family. They was just like. You're groomed, you're groomed to be a noob, but in that's the south, that's how I built up my mom not being a dope. But in the, but in the south, it was so different. The the yeah. the way they rushed. Yeah, pledging I mean, is very different in the south. It was it was way else. different than what I seen. And I'm actually home. surprised you being from um out west that you actually had Greeks pushing your family. Like oh that. yeah, like, no, nah, they know. sands. My my cousins and uncles is uh sands out in, at Fresno State. So I'm so I, I'm I was around that. They made me I, know the January fifth, nineteen eleven, and you know, Trey, I, huh? That that must be from the light skin side of the family. <laughs> <laughs> no. Actually, actually yeah, one is guy. one is one is jerk complexion and one is dark skin. That's that's that's, that's, that's I'm saying a dark skin noob. I don't think I've ever seen one of them, man. Wow, really? I don't, I'm just I'm being honest. Yeah, you're honest. And this is the point right here where everyone texts me, and be like, "Yo, bro, yo, you just be letting me say all types of wild shit." And I'm be like, "Yo, what you want me to do, dog?" Like, hey, man, he's he's in a whole other. You led, you led me. It's crazy. Man, man, hey, maybe I'll just need to re-examine your hiring practice. Or your, your Not your hiring practices. Okay. Yeah, this guy. Oh, yeah. You don't go out from the HBCU slander to the Greeks, to the BGLO slander? No, no, we don't have enough time. We don't have enough time because we got to talk about Okay. Uh, today. This, the day that people are going to be listening to this podcast is March 9th. That's mm-hmm. the, the anniversary of Biggie. Uh, oh, damn. Being, Murdered, yeah. First of all, and before we even start, happy birthday, Kev. Kev the barber? Kev the barber. Remember, he always hey. rants about some girl saying, Oh my god, Biggie died. And he's like, Oh, girl, shit, it's yeah. my birthday instead. Shout out to Kev, man. Kev, yo. <laughs> shout out to Kev. That's that is kind of <laughs> I forgot up, about that. That's Remember, he was hot. <laughs> yeah, he was like, so mad. Yo, he was my, so mad. My oldest, check this out. My oldest birthday is September 12th. And all we're doing is praying, like, oh, please don't come. Because it happened in the middle of the night. Like, oh, mm-hmm. please, just just make it to 1201. Wow. Because <laughs> it's September 11th birthday. Like, come on, man. Yeah. It's yeah. Boon for life, you know? Wait, you have a 20-year-old? Oh, this is, I'm sorry, no. this is September 11th in general. Never mind. In I was general, like, what? Yeah. No, not, no. <laughs> I got, but, I got a little, okay. Got <laughs> Never so, mind. I, that would have been terrifying, by the way. Yeah. There's a 20 year old of me somewhere. I was yeah, bugging, man. but then I was like, Oh, you mean September 11th in general? Could you imagine? Yeah, have, imagine your kids showing up just like, Hi, dad. <laughs> He's what's like, up, nah, I'm not trying to imagine that shit. What's up, my nigga? And you trying to rekindle right now at this age? Oh, my Watch God. out. I'm cool. In Atlanta. It would have been in Atlanta, too. <laughs> Little nigga, you pay taxes. Or all star weekend. Get on my face. He's, all, he's all country. He's got like a draw. Like, fuck oh. this shit, shawty. Oh, like, oh, no, man. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't. He athletic. He telling you you ain't shit in interviews. Yeah, whoever my punk-ass like, sperm donor is, yeah. he ain't shit. I, I don't fuck with that nigga no more, man. Oh, pussy-ass hoe? Oh, pussy-ass 
Oh, y'all got to have so many contingencies of mad people texting y'all. I, Look, hey, man. Y'all, I'm just here to visit. I ain't got nothing to do My imaginary child. <laughs> grew up going to Greenbrier Mall in Atlanta. <laughs> you're a sicko, man. Shouts to yeah, the A, man. Shouts to the A, though, man. Yo, I and really need... And our really U-Haul parties. I really need a Lysol plane to just fly over Atlanta right now. Like, I just... Oh. I need prayer. I need oil. I need... All, like, what are y'all going Naima. through in Atlanta? It's like Atlanta decided to take on the burden of every other city that shut down and just be like, we're going to do all of it Right the fuck now. Here's the worst part. My homeboy told me this. Uh, my homeboy Marv said, you know, for a fact, someone this weekend caught Corona and got pregnant at the same time. That's Just because y'all bought up a landing, can we just shout Bobby Schmurder out real fast? Yo, he's literally the only one that I saw with a mask on. That's that because that nigga thing. got out of prison. And jail hey. teaches discipline, nigga. <laughs> hey, <laughs> shout him out following the rules, <laughs> bro. Everybody else is just living. I know. Shout like, out to him. He be drinking water when they be offering yep. him drinks. He ain't violating no pro. That nigga was like, y'all ain't gonna get me on that. You ain't gonna get me on none of that. Bobby, so shouts to him. Do good. Rowdy, you too. I had a whole I, conversation with Rowdy literally the day they got popped about keeping that shit off social media. Y'all, y'all, y'all stay, uh, y'all stay up. Yes, please. <laughs> I had a dream that Bobby Schmurter came out with new music. It's coming. What? It's coming. Like, it, I mean, went, like it's out and it was fire to too. It was fire. I was like, oh, this nigga been writing the whole time. I mean, either, either, either you're going to catch a brick or, or jail made him a doper rapper. We'll see. I like the one skit that they did where they said when he came out and he said, all right, I'm about to make some music. And it was, tw- it, was the, it sounded like 2014. And he was <laughs> like, he was like, yeah, man. Hey, you know what? All right. If you don't like this, let's get Fetty Wap on this. And they're like, yo, it's <laughs> was, oh, poor Fetty, man. Like, no, Fetty's dope. Fetty? Shout, shout out to Fetty, man. Cause uh, my man, yeah, Ali helped, uh, you know, pan up some new stuff for him. So where it sounded pretty good. Out, where is Fetty? I can not talk about Fetty Wap. He just dropped the album not too long ago, like three oh, weeks really? ago. Oh, really? Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. <sighs> Ain't nothing harder than talking about erectile dysfunction. I'm telling you. Isn't it ironic that the word hard describes the, the conversation about not being able to get hard? Usually we brush it off or blame ourselves saying things like, I lost me mojo. Or we avoid it altogether excuses like, I had a long day at work or sorry, honey, I'm just not feeling it. But when I was a kid in the movies, it would say, I have a headache. That was how they say they, they they couldn't or did not want to have sexual relations that night by saying they had a headache. You don't need to do that. And listen to me. You do not need to do that. Because with Roman, it is easy to talk about. With a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication, it's simple, safe, and totally discreet. Check it out. With Roman, you get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan if medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward. It's simple. It's discreet. You don't have to worry about going to some weird office and seeing all the other people there who are waiting for God knows what. You could do it all from your home. It's real simple. Just go to GetRoman.com B-O-M and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash B-O-M today. If approved, you'll get $15 off, one five, fifteen $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash B-O-M. 
GetRoman.com slash B-O-M. That was a March 9th, uh, the anniversary of <laughs> Biggie Smalls passing away, um, getting murdered in L.A. And so we decided we were going to watch the, the documentary that just came out on Netflix last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Biggie Smalls, I got a story to tell. And it was, man, Jerv, you weren't lying. Jerv was the one that was really pushing it. I was blown away because, again, what were we talking about the other day? We were just like, how did they have all this footage? D-Rock was literally just carrying a camera so, around. So we were talking about hip-hop uncovered in general. Hip-hop uncovered, yeah. We're, when we were watching hip-hop uncovered, Naima, we were just staggered by how much of this stuff was on tape or yep. had photos and stuff, and these people kept this stuff through the years. And so we watched this, and it's, it's, it's basically the same thing. D-Rock was walking around with a camcorder the whole time. So but what y'all had to... What y'all should know, sorry to interrupt you, but what you should know is like that and that that as soon as camcorders were small enough to carry around, like Freaknik, Beach Weekends, yeah, Party Weekends, there was always like that dudes used to walk down the street. I remember the last essence before Katrina, I literally saw like some guys walking guys walking down the street with camcorders and I was like, Oh God, Essence is about to go the way of Freaknik. And then Katrina happened, so not, but that was the thing. So there was always somebody well, in the crew I mean, that's, with a camera. That's, that's Teddy Riley, all I want to do is zoom, 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 and a pump, mm-hmm, right? Like mm-hmm. that's the, the camcorder being more portable, accessible, et cetera. I remember, by yeah. the way, going to Freaknik, wanting to rent the, a camcorder because we couldn't afford one. And the only camcorder we could afford was the big joint that had like a- That looked like you were shooting the news. <laughs> so we walked, hey, we went and we, we got a microphone and pretended like we were- this shit wasn't even connected. It was just like, <laughs> oh, yeah, we're here in the streets. And freak Nick, and we want to see if you go drop it low for us. Like, <laughs> this shit was so dumb. But wow. again, the, the level of just, and, and it's not just that. Like, obviously, they, that, they had a very rich catalog there. But Biggie at 13, like, mm-hmm. would a, his voice ain't even broke from puberty. Um, and the photographs. And then also, I won't lie, like, Names that you've heard throughout the years, like, oh, that's Seagutter. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, that's, oh, oh, like th- these names that we'd heard, but we just, I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know who right. any of these people were. So those are the two things. Also, one last huge observation for me was I had no idea Little C's was that short. Oh, I knew that from the time. That's why they casted him so fucking movie, little in the movie. But in the movie, I yeah. thought it was just the most disrespectful thing ever. Oh, they no. <laughs> no. They got a child to play Little Caesar. Like, no, he's, he's literally it. like maybe like 5'3", I think, something like that. Uh, I mean, yeah. I was terrified by how short he was. Oh, That's him. Oh, God. He's little. I mean, I mean hey, shout to short people, bro. Um, I, I was kind of blown away about seeing, oh, I remember being 11. And hearing, man, my man, oh, you know, when are we going to get on, my man, oh, and, you know, he just got moked out. Like, I used to repeat that skit before the, the interlude, before the song started, right? I think it was Missing, uh, missing you, right? you, right? That shit dang, too, by the Sha-na-na-na-na-na. way. But just to hear, like, how, 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 you know, pretty much how O was in the game. You know what I'm saying? Like he was the one that really believed in big. His family was really in there. You know what I'm saying? And obviously a tragedy night with his uncle and, you know, in the store and shit. But like, it was crazy to like hear these names that we've kind of heard in the past 20 years. And now it's faces. It's like, okay, that's that person. That's that person. 
And by the way, names that we had heard. I didn't know about Uncle Dave back in, in Jamaica. South to Uncle Dave, bruh. Uncle Dave with his bright yellow shirt and the bright Dave yellow Wallace. shoes. My son Dave Wallace. My, my son Dave Wallace had the wildest Jamaican fit ever. Like it was. Oh, yeah. He's, he, he shot us. You know what I'm saying? Tell me I'm Jamaican without saying I'm Jamaican. That's, that's who Uncle Dave was, bruh. Like for real. I was, um, um, I was skeptical just about the existence of this, right? Because I was like, what? about big story don't we know um or at least about his career story because big his career was considering the outsized impact that it's had his career was really short two studio albums and he wasn't like Pac where he banked a bunch of stuff which is why we didn't have like a whole bunch of posthumous releases we've heard we've heard everything there is yeah we've heard every 45 yeah, well, true. But thanks to Mr. C, we've heard everything. We've heard every lyric. We've heard every bar. We've heard every whatever. Um, so I wasn't sure what else there was to say. But this is perfect because I feel like what isn't talked about big enough is Christopher Wallace, big the person. Yeah. Um, and people who knew him would tell you, like, he was incredibly charismatic. He was funny. He was witty. Um, really, which you can tell just from his rhymes. But people would always talk about like the kind of personality he had, right? And now you finally know more about that, and also about how long he worked at this craft. Like now we got rappers who be like, "No, nah, I don't even really rap for real. I just did this." Like they didn't have a rhyme book. Like they didn't have, you know, like they weren't practicing. They just do it. No bars, just vibes type shit. The fact Damn. that this nigga could have been a jazz musician, bro. Right. <laughs> what? His rhyme patterns were based off of the shit this jazz musician on his block was showing him. Which is crazy. That's nuts. And which is skill. Like, crazy skill. So I appreciate that this was actually a new look at Big. Because we don't, I feel like there are some artists that we just beat their stories to death. But and Naima, I, you, you being an insider, you like, you're intimately uh, familiar with this this industry and and specifically and uh, i'm bad boy alum yeah right yeah did you know this stuff not all of it no not because i definitely didn't know i didn't know about the jazz artists um i I know d-rock i had never seen seagulla in my life um i didn't know a lot about family back in jamaica um most of what I knew about Big started from when Big got in the game. I didn't know a whole lot about. I knew I knew Big's block. I knew his neighborhood. I knew people over there. I knew that stuff. But um, yeah, I didn't really know Big's story before getting signed. I didn't know that like that. It's 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 funny to me because we've had so many kind of docu series that have come out over the years. We have. He had the, the bio, biopic uh, Notorious that came out. And you're right, Naima. Every time something like that would come out, it's like, yeah, I kind of knew all this already. Yeah. It's, you're, just, you're just doing the same. It's like when they did Spider-Man movies and it was the same goddamn Spider-Man movie. He gets bit by a spider. He wrestles. His uncle Ben <laughs> dies. Right. He decides, uh, you know, great power is great responsibility. I'm like, give me the other shit, right? And, right. And so watching it from the very beginning, you know, like, this is something that we haven't seen. And right. even little things like just seeing them in their natural element, right? Yes. When 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 uh, D-Rock comes in and Big's talking about, man, we just smoked the biggest blunt ever. I, I mean, it's just, it's so down to earth. 
of, yeah. of interaction. Yeah, it was genuine and, and also him being in the moment of like not being too cool for shit. It was like, you know, because everybody has a persona to pursue and, and the stuff that mostly people try to carry. We got the most innocent raw footage. And I think if he would have been on this earth, he probably wouldn't have been what people have tried to make him out to be. I don't even think Big would have kept rapping much longer. I think Big was transitioning in his mind. And I think, and I've heard from people who were close to him that Big was transitioning to the business model, right? Like he was he was um, looking at his exit from Bad Boy. He was looking at Caesar's debut. Um, which really was an L, like losing big. We lost Caesar's whole career um, on the low because they were working on his album and he was lost supposed to be pen. up next. And the yeah. fact that he was the pen to write all the niggas' rhymes oh, and get them paid. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. All, the, um, all the nasty shit that Lil' Kim used to say this nigga wrote. <laughs> right. I mean, well, she, well, the first album, then she started. Yeah, you know, yeah, and then she got herself. better. Yeah. But like, he was, you know, he, he was looking more <laughs> at like what he was going to do with Adidas and um clothing line brooklyn like like all that stuff was in the planning already right so i really don't even think that or maybe he would have retired like jay and come back but like i get i get really upset when people talk about like jay is only as big as he is because big's not here i mean granted big left a space for for brooklyn for somebody to put brooklyn on their back like that but i don't i don't I still think that Big would have had his own path. And I I don't think it would have been like to continue the way we think. I think Big would have been a label head. I think Big would, you know what I mean? Like, I think Big would have been the businessman. Naima, how surprised were you that we didn't hear from Hov, which I guess isn't that surprising, but we didn't hear from Buster either or Kemp. Not, not obviously not from, not from their professional experiences together, right. given that these were characters from this time period. And we really, we saw Kim, right. but we didn't really hear from her at all. And then we didn't even see the mother two. Not very. I felt like, um, I felt like this was really supposed to be more about like, not just the people who knew Big, but the people who like were Thank damn near family for, for Big, right? This was not supposed to be the Big the Rapper story. And I think that's what's important. That it wasn't, it was about Big the person. Yeah, it was the origins of Big. Yeah, it's, it's well, the origins. But, but those cats were there. That's what I'm saying. Like, Buster it's, was... Yeah, but I'm, I mean, when, like, you, when you look at the, of, like, street life, you look at the person yeah. who funded, who, who like... Like, you know Buster was I mean? at his high school, but they weren't, like, boys. You know what I'm saying? Like, him and Jay, yeah, it wasn't... They were there ish. They weren't... They were in, like... They were there, meaning they were all in similar spaces at the same time, that's but they like weren't if Hove integral. Came out, they weren't integral to the story. That's like if Hove came out and was like, oh, that's my best friend. You know what I mean? And was going right. hard and was like overtelling stories. Like, oh, you know what I mean? It would be a I little mean, different. But, Jay, kind of, but Jay and Big didn't even, but Jay and Big didn't even really, the first time Jay and Big were even met, even met each other were when they did um, uh, Brooklyn's Finest. Finest. Yeah. yeah. They had never even met each other before then. So that's what I'm saying. They were around, mm, gotcha. but they weren't. Like yeah, they weren't tight like that. That's, they that's, weren't that's, tight like that. Yeah, it's like us being in the same space with another podcast, and they're like, "Oh, don't y'all know them? Y'all supposed to know them?" We like, no. Nah. You know what I'm saying? Like Clark told this amazing story on Jay's birthday on Clubhouse about how he had to finagle that studio session because both of them wanted the because he he made the track for Jay, big hearted, big wanted the track. 
Dame and Jay were like, why should we put him on our shit? Big was like, why should I be on their shit? Because he was wow. the one who was like, y'all do it together. And Big came in the studio and saw, and Jay just like went in, laid his bar just down, left space for Big, but like didn't write nothing, didn't do nothing. And Big was like, what the fuck? What the fuck just happened? And Clark said that was the day Big stopped writing that day. Like wow, after, since that, because he, he saw, he saw that. Jay do it. Yeah, because he's seen somebody once. That's and, wild. And he said Clark had been Clark said I've been telling him forever, but you have to see this dude and how he, you have to see him in action. And Big was like, did he just lay his joints down? Like what was that? And he said it actually took Big a minute to get back to him with his bars because he left the session and was like, I'm a, I'm again one take hove. That's crazy. <laughs> hey, hey. But Big had the better verses on that track, though. Yeah, yeah, just, <laughs> That's he, a nice parlor trick, sir. Hey, but. Take, take your time and go ahead and get smoked. Yeah. All right, but look, here's one thing that I just discovered today. I guess the day before he died, March 8th, he went to go see Donnie Brasco. Mm. He recorded Victory, All About the Benjamins. Oh, man. And the next day he dies. Damn. Wow. And also, he went to a tattoo parlor on Sunset with Lil C's, and he saw Shaq there, and Shaq and Uncle Jerome, and Shaq said, hey, man, what's going on? Not much. What's going on with you? What y'all getting into tonight? We going to that vibe party. And Shaq said, don't do that. And according to Shaq, the rest is his. Imagine <laughs> being warned not to go to a vibe party. Like, that sounds so crazy in 2021. Like, the vibe party might be the shit that you set up. <laughs> but <laughs> it's a different era. I mean, that's the same as the source and all that shit, though. Like, but vibe was supposed to be the sexy shit. The source vibe was, was like, vibe's yeah. a grown up. Vibe that's was like, vibe grown was up a, yeah, vibe was a vibe was a, If you're 25 and older, put your hands up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you wearing some slacks, put your hands up. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying in that particular yeah. area, though. Like, ain't you know, ain't nobody safe in that shit, bro. Because that shit is still right there. Yo, when y'all like, I mean, I know we all know how old he was when he died and whatever, right? But but it feels think, different now. Yeah, like when you hear it every single time, no matter when when it happens, like it's always just like, damn, he was like he, he was, was super baby. duper young. Yeah, bro, baby. I'm gonna tell you what what really tripped me out when I sat back and I did the math and realized that I'm almost exactly his mom's age when, when he died. Got shot. Wow. Like, forget about what have I accomplished at 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 his age. Yeah. At her age, I'm like, oh shit, like. So it's 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 staggering him and Pac, man, like yeah. he died so young. But because they re I mean, man, I, even I, I can't even say what I'm about to say. I can't because Pac was prolific. Big Naima just said it. his career really was like three, four years. Yeah. yeah. I but, mean, think about I mean, and, and I would even argue Big's impact is stronger than Pac's. Like, I'm not going to say Pac didn't have influence, but Big's rhyme style because Pac didn't have a signature style like I mean he did but he didn't Big you could, with my enemies <laughs> you could just dissect Big was like a master class in wordplay yes in flow yes in like yes in storytelling like there's so much there Tell and him. then even with that when sermons about, on Mondays now or Tuesdays now <laughs> but even with that when you think of how young he is right but this level I can I can still listen to big shit and hear something I didn't hear before. I'm going to say my nigga Pac Catch, was on, like, some, on some Get Rich Quick skit. No, Pac, man, I think that Pac was just getting increasingly angrier or more disconnected over the course of his career. Like, you can hear it in his album, well, that, but... And then he, because he had that fear, that mortality 
Yeah. Shortness of mortality. Pac was, courting was way more driven to make more. Yeah. Because he knew I ain't going to be around to make this. And volume does not always equal quality. And so that's why. Well, also, I think Suge Knight locked him really in the studio and was like, nigga, keep recording. I think there was also that. <laughs> I think that was also a factor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just but, saying. Uh, no, it, like, you got out was, of jail and went to the studio. Um, but, I, but Naima, the only thing I'll push back on you is that in those first five to seven years after Pac died, the number of copycat from image fucking like Jaru. How you how your rhyme style, you know, like it was so many, it was Ja Rule. 50 yeah. took some of that. Lil Wayne. Remember little Zane? Yeah. Lil Wayne, like, oh, they, not little Zane. Not little Zane. Calling me was hard, bro. But did they really, <laughs> but I mean the reason I say it with big is because did they really did it really transform? I mean, big guy permanently. Big I guy gorilla like, black. Well, I don't know, but no, that's that's just a guy that sounds yeah, yeah, like, just sound yeah. like, but, yeah, like yeah. but like for big, I would say, well, first of all, I keep saying this listen to Jay Z pre volume one. You mean wow. when he was rapping like Foo Snickens? Not that far back, you don't have to go that far back, but you could you could listen to <laughs> like Ho- Hawaiian Sophie. Oh, Hawaiian, Hawaiian no, Sophie. No, no. no we're not <laughs> going that far back, though. We just we just stay in musical doubt volume. I understand one. that was a nasty hove. I only like okay, my whole do do rag. Difference between reasonable doubt and volume one. You think he got slicker between reasonable doubt and volume one? I think I think the the in, the influence of Biggie definitely bled in, in the same way that Biggie, by the way, but Nick was already out when Jay dropped Reasonable Doubt. No, host flow is the host flow is definitely saying, a slightly different in, in on Volume One. It definitely he slows he slows it down a little so, bit more so than he did for he Reasonable Doubt. Slows it doubt. down, You're right? And it's a lot more because, it was, because the Reasonable Doubt. And it, and by the way, okay, and I was gonna say Reasonable Doubt okay. is is rather drug luxurious right big i think i feel like i mean i could be wrong but i feel like big made that transition on life after death where it became less drug glorious and it was more just this luxury life well, that, that wasn't just now. big we well, went from I'm, mafioso but, we went from the mafioso era to the blink era that no and right. I'm, so I'm with you i'm, I'm just I'm saying about, the same thing about, with hove after that yeah. on volume well, one was the same way to me as well i wasn't i wasn't talking about content i was talking about um more like the flow and and okay. big did it too because if you listen to there are tracks on ready to die well big's voice is mad high bitch and they I got heavier and then, that's real and he then weight. to all the ladies in the place yeah. with gained, and grace. yeah it, but hove did the same <laughs> thing right that's what i'm telling you if you listen to like 22 twos if you listen to uh mm. almost every track on that first album i love them but there's definitely a difference in that and then you belong to the city. The way his, yeah. he he like gained weight is a great way to put it, Naima. Yeah. It's it's slower. It's heavier. Well, I meant big, literally gained weight, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but um, because you can tell his his breathing is different and in, in the flow of everything. But um, no, I agree with that. They slowed down. You could say it could be a a few different things. I think it's hard to really point to direct influence when that was actually an art that the whole game was taking, you know what I mean? In terms of like that change. And I will say that reasonable doubt was more conversational, but I also feel like you said, like Big's flow on ready to die versus life after death is different. His, his, he's coming from a different place. I feel like the difference with both of those is like on life, on ready to die, Big's hungry. And on life after death, he made it 
right? Like you're on different sides of the game a little bit. Do okay. Let me ask you guys this this question because I always wonder this if this is just me being old or if I'm truly hearing something that's there. I always felt like there are a bunch of Biggie songs that if they came out today, if you didn't, if you had never heard, have you guys ever seen the movie Yesterday? No. It's a movie. Oh, where the Beatles a, don't exist. Yeah, where the Beatles don't exist except this one dude is like, what do you mean you don't know where the Beatles are? And so. He's like a failed singer, so then he starts singing Beatles songs, mm-hmm. and he's like, uh, "What's my man? The the not Sam Smith, the other British uh, <laughs> singer. You guys know what I'm talking about. Shape, I'm in love with the shape of you. Oh, Ed 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 Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. So he's touring with Ed Sheeran, and he's just like, "Hey, let me try this new song," and he'll drop a Beatles song, and Ed Sheeran is like, "That's the greatest songwriter of all time," right? Like so, even on a contemporary style, people are all recognizing the genius of the music. If that happened, a hip hop version of that, and people had never heard of Biggie, and then someone just dropped this guy's music, would we sound here as a, this sounds so dated from the nineties, no. or do you think people would legit like, oh shit? No, I don't think so. Because um, niggas bleed is crazy right now. I take. If I heard a niggas bleed in 2021, I'm throwing my fucking hat like Bobby Smurder in the air, nigga. <laughs> that shit yeah. crazy, nigga. The way he could tell us, the way he could, yeah, I can't fuck with Ready to Die. Ready I think it's raw. Know. I think it's raw, but it ain't, it don't, it ain't like what it would, it's painting a picture. Like he said, when he first seen what Dre and Snoop and them was doing in the West and then got boys in the hood and men's mm. society to paint that, he went and wanted to show what the block was like over here in Bed-Stuy and, 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 and Bushwick and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? So overall, trying to hear that now, since we already see it. I think you also had to separate like the production and the lyrics. So like if somebody speaks lyrics. There you go. And still, and his flow, I think absolutely it was still right. Because it was still cut through everything right now. So I think about Victory. Like, that's that's a track you said he recorded the day before he died or whatever. If Victory came out now, in the commission, you asked for permission to hit him. Or he would get love. Like me hitting while wifey. He would get love. Or or, 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 or or what's the one with the the... Got lawyers watching lawyers, so I won't go broke. I think that like notorious. Kick, I think, that, I think that, that kick in the door. We never referenced that notorious because that's nah. the remix. We not talking about that. Oh, okay. Um, but I think like I think I think the lyrics from kicking the door could still go. I think who shot you could still go. Yeah. I think um I mean who shot you is one of the grimiest, most epic fucking oh my god like it's just. Nasheem, I love you for that. But it's like, I think some of Big's like really raw shit could still go. The other tempos might be in question. Yeah. Um, the party joints, I think I got a story to tell could still rock though, because it's oh, just yeah. it's genius. You don't, you don't think more money, more money, more problems with with, with I still role? don't forgive yeah, that. I, I still don't, don't forgive so. that nigga big for saying the okay. next game was rained out though. <laughs> <laughs> but that's him being funny though. Right. right. I, I guess he had to no, make it work. That's him. That's him no, being funny. I, I don't mean, know. I guess that shit was rained out or something. You know, bro. Yeah, that's that ain't nothing but just that's yeah. niggas talking shit. That shit talking. It is. Dog, it is like, shit talking. Man. It was over some shit like I don't even watch sports, my nigga. I'll just rob uh, niggas. The, uh, <laughs> yeah. the other I'm watch sports, happened, my nigga. I just rob niggas, and this nigga six five something. 
they, they figured out it was Anthony Mason, RIP to Anthony Mason. But apparently, that, apparently it was supposed to be Anthony Mason, but it wasn't a real whatever. But it yeah, wasn't a real it was I used to think it was Alan so, Houston, but. Everyone, I mean, everyone thought it was Allen Houston. Everyone thought it was Allen Houston. Everyone thought it was Allen Houston. Yo, can like, you, Allen Houston can you imagine that? Like, if you're Allen Houston, no. you're hearing everyone have this rumor about no. you. Dude, you got to be I'm like, not, damn, am I that? Like, how what's you wrong with no. that? But, Jerb, the other thing also is that this dude is like the most religious guy in the world. Like, this is. Oh, word. So it's just like, it's just a situation. I can't imagine Allen Houston being in that situation. Now. Yeah. So, but anyways. I don't even want to see, wanna see Allen Houston get robbed. Allen Houston. Uh, the other big thing that we watched this week was something that social media had me believe in. Oh, this is great. They're all back together. And then I watched it and I said, God damn you influencers. In 2021, mental health is finally a thing. So many people are struggling right now and aren't feeling like their normal selves. Look, therapy helps. And it doesn't have to be sitting around just talking about your feelings. So what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. You can privately talk to someone if you feel like you're not dealing well with stress or you're having relationship issues. Whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what therapy is really about. See if it's for you, because you are your greatest asset. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Black Opinions Matter listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash B-O-M. That's betterhelp.com slash B-O-M. It was, of course, coming to America on Amazon Prime. I'm going to tell you all right now, man. The first red flag for me, the absolute first red flag was when I hit play and it said PG-13. Yep. Dead giveaway. Yep. Dead giveaway. Yep. You are Bro, not heard, that hurt my heart when I saw that. Hey, before the movie even started, I saw PG thirteen. So I said, I'm gonna, no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get into all that. I'm gonna explain why. Are Go you ahead. allowed oh. to? Are you allowed to? I don't want to get you. Yeah. Into well, I'm gonna just say, I'm gonna just say this for PG thirteen. The reason why PG thirteen was a thing was because they wanted to bridge the gap. The generation gap. The generation and, and also, gap. I can, I can see to, that in the movie. It was supposed to be. A, it was supposed to be a theater release. That's the other. Yes. Thing. PG yes. thirteen for the theater Bruh. releases is how they make the money. PG thirteen movies gross higher than than. Radio. I'm not yeah. taking my family. I didn't. I wouldn't have taken my family. I mean, your daughter's not old enough anyway, though. But I'm just saying, if His you had a, if you. Well, yeah, one no, I'm talking about Eddie's daughter. Oh, no, but I'm just saying, like, if, if Jerb was taking, like, a, his 13-year-old daughter and he says, okay, I seen this 30 years ago, and I want to, yes. you know, pretty much, because it's 32 years old. I so, could see that. And I, and I could see that. I almost could tell too much that part of the goal of the movie was to 
kind of make it a newer. It's almost like they want to make a new version of Coming to America, right? Instead no, of a didn't. sequel. No, they didn't. No, but hear me out. No, I mean, didn't. hear me out while I say that. It was a sequel, but it was a sequel that it mirrored the exact same plot of the first one, just in reverse, right? And it also tried to hit, it didn't just recall the great moments of the first one, it tried to recreate all the great moments of the sure. first one. And that actually was what strained it, was that it didn't feel like it was enough to just flashback to recall mention. But when you try to actually recreate, the, like if you're a comedian, you can't recreate the bit. You know what I'm saying? Like the joke is the joke. Right. So but like when you're trying to recreate it, update it, do whatever, um, and, and put it on fleek and shit, even if you make it an inside <laughs> joke in the movie, it still is like, you end up with a product where it's like, it's not quite hip enough for a younger generation of viewer, but it's also doing too much for like the original viewer. So that was what was kind of challenging about it. So to me, if they had tried to remake it, I, I would have, they did try to remake it, first of all. You're right. But if they had tried to remake it with the same spirit, meaning the first one was irreverent and push boundaries and we're going to do it all over again. I would be fine. The problem is they try to make the Disneyland version and the Disneyland version means a, everything is, I said like in the first 10 minutes of the original coming to America, he gets called a dumb fuck by a cab driver. And then three minutes later, he turns to 70 and says, what is a dumb fuck? And in this one, not only do they not have an F bomb in the entire movie, even though PG 13 allows you one F bomb, there's one that happens in the gag reel that happens after the movie because someone messed Wait. up a line and said, ah, and they bleeped it out. I'm like, you couldn't even give us that one. And, the, and, and it was, and it was Morgan Freeman of all. Oh yeah. I'm like, oh. So, so here's the thing. Right. Here's here, here are the main major problems, right? You can recreate, you could try to recreate bits, but make the joke. It felt like they had a bunch of things in their head. Like, wouldn't it be cool if we tried this? And, and and that's what the movie was. And that's why you get, that's why you get, watch this. So that's why you get things like there's a musical number every five fucking minutes. I don't remember there being a million musical numbers in the original coming to America. I remember when the, there were the, musical references, but there yes. were not musical numbers oh, per se. So time. like you had the soul glow theme, you had the two yeah. love thing. But like soul glow, the other thing is think about okay, who would be the villain in original coming to America? I mean, Daryl, but not really. There's not a real villain per se. That was the but, other thing about this that made it like high drama as a villain. But if you if you if you make Daryl the villain because he's an asshole throughout the entire movie, right? He's never redeemed. He's an asshole. But Daryl, everyone that they encountered in that movie, other than the Zamundans, was a normal person, right? Like right. Cleo McDowell, a little like quirky, but he's 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 the kind of guy that you would actually meet. And right. the guys in the barbershop are exactly is a very accurate barbershop kind of depiction. And the guys at the at the, you know, Randy Watson and the preacher mm-hmm. are reminiscent. In fact, the preacher is based on an actual preacher that Arsenio. And, but they but they are a little bit. I, I want to but well, no, they're, they're a little bit uh, parodies is the wrong word. They're a little bit like sketch comedy versions yes. of these people. Right? Sure. Because because sure. that's one thing somebody said, like. Well, these characters are so over the top. And I know they were everybody more, was over the but I know top. they were more over the top than the original, but the original really was um it was caricatures of like these characters that we all know, right? But 
but, but there was i think one of the things was now it because there's been so much time for coming to america to age and i argue that coming to america um the color purple and like friday are three of the most quoted black movies that we have like there's so much from all three of those movies just in our lexicon like what is that yes. velvet or aha or sexual chocolate or that boy good or it sounds so beautiful don't you agree like there's so much right um the invention and, of the mic drop by the way yes the, the mic one. drop brandy watson and the mic drop like there's so much there that i think that that the bevy of writers because that's part of the problem like so many people handled the script over time and it kept getting shifted around um wherever it landed people kept too much in mind not just what were the the main heartbeats of the movie but what are the things people most quote or laugh at or whatever which is two different things so it's like instead of instead of focusing on the major points or heartbeats of the first movie that made it what it was there was too much focus on what is what are the quotables from the first movie right how how do we redo those it's all a caricature it's a caricature of that movie rather than a remaking but my point was naima is like wesley's character is over the top leslie jones is over the top tracy morgan is over the top leslie was too much everyone was too much there was nobody who just kind of played their their zone also there were also too many characters we had to Pay attention too many to, right? characters. We have all the characters enough, from the first one. Not enough of have, the originals. Right. So we have all the characters from the first one, except, well, we don't have the mom. And then obviously King Joffrey dies early. But right. like, then we have like, okay, so the first movie, the, the people we had to actually pay attention to were Sammy, Akeem, Lisa, and Daryl and Patrice and Mr. Yeah. McDowell. Like that was kind of it, right? Everybody and the, and else then, was background, yeah, and yes. and and then like the the king and the queen, but those to a lesser yeah. extent. Everybody yeah. else was background, right? There were too many people here in the foreground, right? Yes. Like we had the story was about him and Lisa, and it's about the kids, and it's about the son, and then you got these other queens characters, and it is too many. It just felt very crowded. But I in saying all of that, I didn't go in. Anybody who came in expecting this to be like, I'm, I guess I'm kind of surprised that the criticism is fair. I'm kind of surprised I'm, at like a shocking criticism because like, I'm, what do you think it was going to It's meant to be I'm a nostalgia critical, play. I'm not critical because I watched it and I was disappointed. I'm critical right. and maybe this is my fault. But all these people who got the advanced screeners mm-hmm. all sucked its dick. Like, oh my God, they're back. Oh my God. And I'm, I'm whoa, whoa. I want to know what, that Trey has what dropped y'all off watching? when he says this. Nah, no. <laughs> Yo, I'm just like, I want to know good. that Trey's he, not he, he definitely would have made Trey's that clear real here. fast. <laughs> I'm just saying, what were y'all watching? Because I didn't, I didn't laugh. I laughed. You didn't, you didn't laugh at all? I laughed a few laughed. times. I didn't laugh as much as I will laugh even now at the original. I laughed. I'm but I definitely laughed a few times. I laughed harder in the gag reel when the mm-hmm. kid is holding the, the whiskers. He said, I Oh, he's like, I got whiskers. some whiskers. And, and Eddie's Eddie, like, that's my thing. Yeah. But Eddie, but it's not even like Eddie, it's the weirdest thing because, like you said, this is one of the most quoted movies of all time. Right. And part of it, or well, even though that's not part of the movie, that's from, from his stand-up, but part of me was I, I really felt very warm and fuzzy at seeing Eddie recognize 
his, his own material. Shit. Yeah. And then the other part was the realization. Did that motherfucker do it on purpose? Or right. has it just been to the point where Eddie's shit is just so powerful? You do it and you don't even know you're doing Eddie's shit. Right, right. And, and right. that, I, I won't lie, I wanted the second part to be more true. I wanted him to just be like, yeah, like, oh, I got the whiskers, da, da, da. And like, Eddie, like, wait a second. You're, that's my shit. I love that moment, shit. though. I wish that, like, so cool. it was like, that's my thing. Yeah, like, that was, yeah. That was cool. That, yeah. that was, I, legitimately, I felt good watching that. Right. But for most of it, I'm just like, I mean, like, even, I don't know, man. I just, uh, they, for instance, if we're going to do the whole, shouldn't the daughter be the queen or whatever? I'm going to be honest. We didn't really need two more daughters. <laughs> the, and the two other daughters, A, they didn't do shit. They didn't B, do shit. I no, like, don't do that to them. They, they, yo, they, they didn't come and save the day during the rumble. They helped, but that was their sole purpose. They didn't really talk. They didn't have a whole lot to say. Yeah. And I felt like the ages were off for how long Lisa oh, and Akeem yeah. have been married. I was like, they've been married 30 years, 31 years. Why These kids should be grown is, by now, yeah. Yeah, why is there a, a nine-year-old? Like, what the fuck is that? You know? Oh, so, uh, clearly, clearly, that was a liquored-up night, and then... It's, like... But I'm not talking about... Here, and also, like, has Lisa never gone back to New York? Because I was almost like, has Lisa never gone back? Like, she so, never went home? But I, I'm sorry I lost y'all earlier. I'm going to chime in. That's okay, this. because Amin was talking shit about... I you. know, I'm pretty sure. Here it is. He Here's really the thing. Won. I give the movie an eight, <laughs> an 8 out of 10, right? 8? And, Here's the thing. See, I liked it, bro, but not an eight out of ten. No, nah, here's the eight. thing. And uh, listen, I'm gonna give the writer, I'm gonna give the team the benefit of the doubt. It's 32 years, and you turn in water into wine. People have been begging for a sequel for no, they haven't. We haven't. Nobody's I mean, been begging. We all, we all said it was perfect. Don't ruin it. Right. I mean, to an ex, to an extent. Sorry, it was, I love it. Was, I mean, I, look, I personally, I'm, I'm, I was too young to watch it the first time and I've seen it and I love the original, but I'm just saying on where they were going with it. I didn't love the overall casting, but I understood the direction that they were trying to go. Right. I didn't love the son. I thought he was corny as shit. Yeah, I was like, um, super corny. They could have somebody but, better than that. But I'm not going to, I'm not, like not going to shit on comic view. I'm not going to shit on that black man Bruh. and be anti-black. I mean, everybody's black career. in this movie. Everybody's <laughs> black. We is good, bro. We, <laughs> no, we, no, no, plus no, this, this family. No, I'm at the red table. It, it, no, I'm it was saying, a it waste is. of Tracy Morgan, and it was doing too much with because Tracy can be so much funnier. You, than you that. know who I wanted to see more of? I thought we had a bigger role. Well, no. First of all, anyone I wanted way Arsenio. more. I, wa Arsenio. I wanted more Arsenio. I wanted more John Amos. I wanted more of the originals to have just more of a role than just a couple. Just, hey, remember yeah. this? So here's the thing. But, but like, I was on. mad. Garcelle Bouvier was still on. there. Hold on, hold on, hold on. But, okay, there's sorry. one person, one new character that I thought when I heard he was going to be in it, and when I saw him on the screen, like, oh, he's about to kill this. Wesley Snipes. Rotimi. Oh, Rotimi. No. Because no, I'm telling. Nah, you, bro. He didn't need to be in that shit. Yeah. No, not in that role, but in general, this a, a huge waste of a dude who's talented, who's who's Nigerian, right? Can do the accent, can do like the the kind of the the quote unquote funny African. Michael Blackson too, but Rotini I thought they like, would I use think, more of Tiana too. To be honest, I was disappointed when not, she did the whatever I, you want shit. She was fine. I mean, here's the thing about the <laughs> about the new act. act. I like her. Again, it fits in the same role. This is supposed to take place in 2020, right? So you're still trying to adapt with the 2020 audience. It's like when Jordans come out and you say, fuck, man, like, why did they make it that color? Right. 
it was good as it is. You right? know what? No, but 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 Trey, I'm gonna I'm gonna push back on that only because so like I took the movie. What you missed was me saying I took the movie for what it was. So I wasn't disappointed with it. I laughed a few times. It could have been stronger. I think I would have been more disappointed. Oh, look at the baby. Had I gone to see this in theaters, then I would have been like, okay, I'm annoyed. Seeing it at home was fine. But when you look at like bad boys for life, I was like, we do not need another bad boys. We do not need to shit 17 years after the last one came out. We absolutely don't. But it was really well done. And the reason it was really well done is because they aged everybody up appropriately and they called back to what we love about the other bad boys while still like advancing Marcus and, 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 and Mike, like their relationship and everything, the dynamic. And that's, that's what I feel like was missing here. We didn't get enough of the characters, the essence of the characters. And there were too many people for us to follow. Like the first one was a real development of a love story between Akeem and Lisa, right? Like we yes. saw the arc. This one is like, they not had a couple of heart to hearts and this nigga like, actually I want to marry you because you want to open a, so like I just didn't, and, and enough to like run to the States and do all this other shit. I didn't believe them. I believe the Kim and Lisa in a, in a movie that was like a, a, a almost damn near a parody sketch, but I didn't believe them. Right. And I wanted to see, I would, and if we were going to do a Kim and Lisa, let's see more of how they develop. Like we, like everybody, everybody was underutilized except Eddie and the fucking, and Leslie who was overutilized and the kid who played the son. Everybody else was not used enough. Hallelujah. Amen. To show up. I, I like, Garza, like why is Garcia Bouvier still a flower girl? It's been 30 years. She ain't got something else, other shit to do. <laughs> why? Why is Vanessa Bell Calloway still barking to happen on my foot? Why? She's on, like, she's on, she was in a spell. I know, but these are things that they didn't have to continue this way. You could have yeah. incorporated. I mean, like, that. look, I understand. I understand the disdain. I'm just trying to, you know. Protect your check. I'm not mad. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, because the, listen, the check's still cleared. So I ain't tripping. <laughs> all, all I'm saying is, is look, I'm just trying to paint the picture of why and why yeah. and why. I'm not going to try to change anybody's mind about it. In the same way I tweeted about it, I said, look, this is what we did. Right. I don't give a fuck what y'all think about it. You can hate it or love it. I personally enjoyed it. And that's all I'm saying about it because I'm trying to explain it. And yeah. even when I would like kind of tease a little bit, I'm like, look, people was wondering what these characters are up to. The reason why it wasn't John Amos. John Amos could barely fucking walk. Yeah. He, and you he, can like, tell. They, you can tell it was don't a have, They don't have his ass. Or, they or, don't have his ass in or the movie. Don't have this whole <laughs> shit being about they have the McFlurry. We have the Mc. Like that was a whole shit. Like John can I boss Nova? Yeah. Like <laughs> can I boss Nova? Yes. Give me yes. a Nova. Come on, McDonald's. <laughs> Rob, you got me. All right. So. So the only thing that made the movie was my banner. You know what? Not mad at it. And when they killed that off, we were like, at least leave it in the movie. Right. Okay. 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 All right. Okay. Then, then, and we're black. Okay, I re, I rescind my statement yes, about me too. the utilization of John. Me too. <laughs> Based on okay. 
information we were given in the Boston I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. And you should, if you're listening, you're like, oh, I want to know. Trust me. You should be glad too that they kept it in. But yeah. that, that doesn't explain, again, like Naima said, the underutilization of characters that we really like and the overexposure of, of people whose characters weren't really well fleshed out. And I think the most important part, Naima, is what you said. The love story between Lisa and uh, Akeem is such a slow burn in the first one where she starts with she doesn't even notice him and then she knows him and she's just being friendly as girls do to, to guys because, you know, you never know. And then, and then he proves his value and Daryl proves that he's a jerk and right. all the things kind of line up and by the end of the movie, they fall in love. And in this one, like I said, she, she did the nigga's hair one time and he fell in love. Yeah, it's like they had three conversations and all of a sudden he's I mean, like, y'all, I'm trying to marry you. Man. He was freak trash too, by the way. Like he was just kind of love. Nick was thirty. Listen, he was thirty. He ain't really amounting nothing. He ain't know who his daddy was. He definitely was not acting like a thirty year old. I know. Listen, nah. I think that I, I will say he definitely it was, was like it was, 18, poorly, it was poorly cast in that situation. Oh my god, I but, forgot he was supposed to be that old. Shit. Yeah, but yeah, again, you had to look at it in the scenario of what they're I, I try to understand the, the 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 trajectory of who's next in hollywood right because he was in sorry to bother you and then he's in yeah, this he and he's going to be in something else and i tried to when, when i got a chance to look at the script i'm like hmm who the fuck is this <laughs> but trey he was inconsistent i'm gonna say this if his if the writing was tighter Maybe he could have done a better job. I agree I, with I that because there were some moments that I really thought, oh, his timing is really good. Like there were right. moments where I was like, he's good. His flow is good. His timing when, is good. When Tiana time. Taylor walks in and he's just mm -hmm. turning and looks at like he Eddie and Eddie's shit. like he killed yeah. that shit, yeah. right? There but, were moments like, where he was really good. So he had the capacity. Also, for also fellow New Yorkers, how'd you feel how he portrayed as a New Yorker coming to Zamunda? He didn't. First of all, he did not feel like a New Yorker to me. Oh, he um, just felt like random. That, just a random. Yeah, he, he's, he's basically he's me like in New York. The Midwest or some shit. <laughs> he's, like, he's even, New York even Leslie, who is a New Yorker, almost didn't feel like. I don't know. Right. It was weird. Um, I do think that the fish out of waterness was really extreme, right? Like. We're like, who doesn't know what caviar is? Like, you know, what I mean? there was just, there was just a lot of the, the black mashed potatoes. Yeah, there was a lot of the fish out of water, especially Durf. in the age of the internet, in the age of you know Afrobeat, in the age of fucking you know. By the way, that's the other thing. Had, I, everybody I doing the more... don't touch uh, challenge at the beginning of the damn pandemic. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. That's that's a great point. I wanted more when they're in Zamunda. Why are they playing all this? It's gonna sound fucked up. American music, like why? And not even like why is Salt and Pepper here? Who the fuck asked for Salt and Pepper? Y'all know Africans hate coming to America, right? Like they hate it. No, no African right here. First of all, okay, you an American African. But no, 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 no. I'm telling you, all Africans who just all my family who came, they they love it. They fucking love it because okay, maybe it's West African. Maybe it is West Africans because I'm telling you, like every we fucking love that movie. We, in Sudan, I watched it in Sudan the first time. Mm -hmm. I watched it on tape in Sudan, and we're like, "Oh my god, this is." So or maybe cool. it's younger because I've heard. So I've had to explain to people often about coming to America that when the movie came out, 
we had literally, first of all, we had not seen the continent portrayed on screen often outside of the damn um, Tarzan. Sally, what's her name? The Feed the Kids. That was one funny thing from fucking um, Tracy where he was like, for five cents, hey, I'll fucking take care of you. But when we saw those commercials all the time with like the right. starving kids and your parents would be like, eat all your dinner because there's hungry kids in Africa. Like yeah. that, that was really like the entire 80s was that, right? And Roots. Like, so to see for the first time a movie that's centered on people from the continent um, and like modern day African royalty and not just like the old African royalty that was on like the Budweiser calendars that we got for Black History Month or just whatever we got from, but like modern African royalty to see the continent is like wealthy and beautiful and colorful. Like we didn't, that was so big then, even though, and he made it theatrical on purpose, mm -hmm. right? Because he wanted it to feel ceremonial and regal and lush and all of that. But it wasn't cartoonish though. It wasn't cartoonish. So you're right. This kind of took it to a really extra, like the midnight train from place. the midnight train from Zamunda. It's silly. It's very, silly. It's yeah, silly. It, like, it turned it silly. Also, shouts to Rick Ross lending his house. Oh my God. So, but, no. That's crazy. No, that's, he didn't lend his house. The ballroom, the bedroom. Are he did not lend his house. Yeah. They bought, they rented it. Yeah, they, they rented it. No, hold on. They rented the bedroom it down and, and, and decorated that nigga's it. in the movie too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good I mean, your house is like, yo, y'all need my house? Go ahead. It was a good move. It was a good move for him, though. and have me in the movie. That's not lending my house. That's called quid pro quo. All right, That's called, so clear what are y'all going to do for me? Am I going to be in the movie? Are y'all going to pay me for my house? I'm no, sure that I'm he not, ain't say all I'm that. Not giving that. I'm not giving that nigga credit for that shit. <laughs> for him to be, but, I'm not giving that nigga credit. Why and, I'm they flex, left, and they left the bedroom designed as it is. They left a, um, the dining room. It wasn't the ballroom. It was the hallway or the entryway. He's the got bedroom. a nice house. The dining room, yeah. That's all I give him. You got a nice house, bro. Shout you have a police. You have a police. Right, because it was Evander's house first. Yeah, shout to him. They should have put Evander Holyfield too. in the movie. Rick Ross probably said no. They probably wanted to. Rick Ross was like, no. Wow, <laughs> the Rick Ross hate is. Yeah, I didn't see this coming. No, I'm just, no, because I hear so <laughs> many people like, oh my God, Rick Ross was so gracious. He's not gracious. Speaking no, they of definitely paid him a grip. Hey, speaking they of, they speaking of old ass movie. movies, New Jack City turned 30 today. Okay, hold, hold that one. Hold that one. Cause we got to wrap and we'll do, we'll do, we'll do overtime. We'll talk New Jack City and we'll talk Snowfall. All right, man. I'm done. I'm done giving people credit for shit that they got uh, compensated for. <laughs> this is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do. Because Snowfall had another episode. We got to recap that. And New Jack City uh, turned 30. And we all obviously have to talk about that seminal thing. They both have great tie-ins. So we're going to head to overtime. If you are a Patreon, go ahead and check it out. Patreon.com slash count the things and listen to us talk about those two topics. If you're not, why are you wasting time? Just sign up. Get up in that. All right? Get up in that? Yeah, up in the, up in the Patreon. Yes. <laughs> Look, I've been drinking now. You must stop. Okay? Crazy. I'm in Miami. I'm just saying. I'm in Miami. <laughs> I'm burping. I, I'm, I'm having a hard time keeping it together. But this is the Black Opinions Matter, That explains the Rick Ross hate. There it is. Okay.
Yo, Rob. Yo, I mean. What's the biggest complaint I always have whenever we record these podcasts? Besides Jerv being too sleepy, um, I think it's you forget to name a couple of things. You always want to talk about some extra stuff. Oh, man. It's the worst feeling in the world. When we get done and we say cut and I'm sending the files to Rob and I say, shit, I forgot we were going to talk about this topic or that topic. Well, guess what? We're not going to have those problems anymore. If you go ahead and download the Stereo app. That's right. Go to Stereo.com slash Darth Amin and make sure you are linked and subscribe to us. And we're going to talk about all of the different things that I always forget about. This is a great app. Every time you guys are listening to this pod, you say, oh, I wish I could chime in. But you're listening to a pod. You can never chime in. It's pre-recorded. Guess what? With Stereo, you're able to have your voice heard. You can ask real-time questions about either the pod episode we recorded or whatever we're talking about at the time. It's great. It's a forum for you to listen to your favorite podcasters. That'll be me and our, yours truly all at the Count the Things Network. And we're going to be out here. We're going to do this regularly multiple times a week. Just hop on stereo, download the app, subscribe, follow Darth the Mean, follow Talk Hoops, follow Trayvon, follow Big Waz, all of us. You know who we are. You search for us on the stereo app, you will find us and subscribe to us and be a part of these conversations real time. Have the ability to ask the questions that you want to ask. Stop us when we're on some bullshit, as we are frequently. And of course, Catch some content that goes above and beyond what you listen to in the podcast you already love. Again, that is the Stereo app. And you can follow me, Stereo.com slash Darth Amin. You can look up everybody else by their handles. Their handles are all the same as what we have on social media. You join us multiple times a week. I love Stereo. I'm on the app talking all the time. Follow me and get notified every time. I go live.